Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Joe, we are live. What's up, everybody? Early morning edition, November 25th uh, edition of a post-UFC Shanghai show. Uh, went down early morning. If I'm not mistaken, that main card may have started around 4, 4.30 a.m. Or sorry, the uh, the card itself started around 4, 4.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. A.m. was the start of the uh, main card, which went by very quick, in my opinion. Uh, I, I was hosting a boxing event last night, or emceeing a boxing event. Uh, came home, as I told uh, my co-host here, Sean Ross Sapp, that... Uh, I forgot to set my alarm, and thankfully, naturally, I woke up at 7.02 a.m., bang, turned the TV on, and was good to go. And I was definitely entertained uh, with the four fights that I was able to catch on this card here. Sean, what did you think of the card altogether? You know, I got to watch most of it, the important stuff. By the way, return of headband SRS. <laughs> I thought it was a good show. It was a fun show. There were things like like uh, Lee, who really helped build UFC in China. He is uh, their guy there, getting a big win over Zach Atau. You had Kelvin Gastelum with a sick knockout of Michael Bisping, which we don't see that happen very often. Michael Bisping in great spirits afterwards. We'll, we'll talk about his condition as, as we lead into that. Um, Chase Sherman got knocked out. That was a little surprising. There was There was a lot of excitement on this show. There was... Uh, the Caceres Guan fight that I, I was kind of looking forward to. Shaman Marias got dominated by Zabit. And then you had uh, Song Keenan knocking out Bobby Nash in like 15 seconds, maybe sending Bobby Nash packing. There was a lot of good stuff on this show. And sometimes when, when the fighters aren't, I mean, this, this wasn't like absent of MMA talent, like some shows in China may have been, but it just had that one big fight that we could hedge our bets on and that we could really care about because a lot of these fights won't really pay dividends for the UFC for quite a while, but some of their Chinese stars got wins and I think it was designed to do so. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to start holding events in various countries around the world, uh, it's the local talent that you're, A, hoping to build, uh, B, uh, hoping to sell tickets, obviously, if they've got a name for themselves already competing on the local circuit, um, and they've got a fan following, not just family and friends, but a fan following, uh, you can fill up the venue itself. And, of course, you've got to put a main event that's worthy 
uh, in terms of at least international appeal. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam, Anderson Silva had that appeal. Anderson Silva, as we know, falls out uh, with the USADA flag uh, and Michael Bisping steps in, albeit on short notice. And I did see some tweets on my social media at Showdown Joe after the fight where people said, well, I, there was actually some Sean before the fight who basically stated, listen, man, this guy, this guy should be on medical suspension. Should he not be? He did have, no, it wasn't much of a war with George St. Pierre, but it still was a fight. Uh, at the very least, he should have been under medical suspension. And then after the fight was over, getting knocked out the way he did, people again questioned his health. And should the UFC or the commission or anyone sanctioning this event, should they have allowed Michael Bisping to compete? Uh, again, don't take away the power of Kelvin Gaslam, who pulled off an incredible technique the way he slipped, uh, landed that right cross, then the left to knock out Michael Bisping, who's obviously getting older uh, in his mixed martial arts career. So the, the event itself, I think, went off without a hitch. I like the main event. Uh, it says a lot about Kelvin Gaslam. I think it says a lot about Michael Bisping as well. Yeah, it does. And, like, man, there, there's, there's a lot to go into this Michael Bisping thing. You heard his voice all throughout the lead-up to this fight and afterwards. I, he's raspy. I wonder if he's sick, if he's under the weather. You know, Kelvin Gaslam has been through a, through, through a full fight camp, and so had Bisping in three weeks prior to this. But it's like, uh, you know, what, what was he doing before preparing for this fight? He was probably contemplating his career, th- wondering what he was going to do, if he was going to fight again, where he could fight again. And he just decided to squeeze this in. But if you can do that for Michael Bisping, like I, I'm sitting here wondering, Where's where's the harm? I mean, obviously to his physical health and it maybe maybe his his long term future. But as far as financially, if he knows he's going to retire in March, hell, squeeze, squeeze me in in December too if you can. But he's not going to be able to do that now. Not after he's been knocked out cold like that. That that won't happen. But I didn't think he looked too terrible until like or he didn't look bad at all until no, the knockout he didn't, happened. He did not look bad at all. He looked actually no. pretty good and and, and just. I don't know, Sean. I keep thinking as these fighters get older, these are the punches. I mean, we've seen Michael Bisping get knocked out of, obviously, the infamous Dan Henderson and UFC 100 knockout. But he's taken shots since then uh, and stood there and took them. And this was one shot that was just lights out, man. That's what I tweeted, lights out. Yeah. And we don't see Michael Bisping get put out like that very often. It's been like, what, since since maybe who, – who knocked him out last? Uh, I was gonna. I was about to say Rockhold. Nope, that was the other way around. Uh, Anderson dropped him pretty hard, but never knocked him out. Never knocked him out. Uh, this was no. a clean knockout. We saw like maybe Vitor Belfort knocked him, knocked him pretty silly. But come on, now we know what was up with Vitor Belfort at that time. He was just juiced to the gills, just full of that TRT. Like when when he. <laughs> Ate his breakfast in the morning with Fruit Loops. He would just empty a syringe of testosterone <laughs> into the bowl. There we go. There we go. This, you know what? It's 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 almost facetious and cynical the way we talk about Vitor Belfort at times and his TRT era and and steroids. But man, you look at some of the pictures of when he made his UFC debut throughout his career. Getting off at TRT, USADA, and you just can't help but say, you know, I'm, and I've said it before, I'm, I'm the worst in terms of the eye test when it comes to looking at a, uh, a fighter, male or female's physique, to say, yeah, they're on something. But yeah, that was just <laughs> Belfort. Whew. So, where do you think Gaslam goes from here? He 
teased. Oh, maybe Robert Whitaker in February. You ain't getting that fight, buddy. You just lost to Chris Weidman. But he is really 3-1 and one in this division, and he's always talked about going back to 170. I'm sorry, that ain't happening either. Not if you're showing up at 186 on fight night and you, you've got to strip down with your balls hanging out to make weight. Sorry, you're, you're not going to go make 170 again. That ain't happening. And you definitely ain't going to make the championship weight if that ever occurs. What do you think's in his future? Um, did you have a, ca- a chance to catch um... – the full event after the, the fights went down with the conversation with uh, John Anik and Dan Hardy? I didn't. Okay, so, I mean, Dan Hardy uh, Dan Hardy was positioning. Uh, he would love to see um, – th- well, they're both saying at this point here, it's got to be someone in the top five. They won't be surprised if on Tuesday or Wednesday when the rankings come out that he's in the top five. Uh, he, I guess he's he, – it's obvious he wants that fight with Whitaker because, uh, quote-unquote, he said Whitaker needs a new – is looking for an opponent, understandably so. We don't know what's happening with George St. Pierre, but I don't think he's getting that shot, like you said. It's just, I don't, it's just not going to happen. Um, that rematch with Weidman uh, would be nice, in my opinion. Um, I Romero's know Dan, there. What's that? Romero's there. Yeah, I mean, that that that's that would be an interesting fight if he can you know, nullify what Romero brings to the cage uh, and use that power to see if he can knock out Romero. Uh, I like that fight. I mean, the Jacare fight's there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there for Kelvin Gastelum, and there's some options for Michael Bisping as well. I mean, Hardy and Anik. I mean, uh, Hardy was saying he would love to see Michael's final fight in England versus Lyoto Machida. Uh, and and uh, I can't remember what John, John Anik said. John Anik said uh, he'd like to see Bisping versus uh, somebody else, but... There's options for both guys. One obviously would be at the, uh, the the final fight of his career. One trying to move his way up the rankings. I mean, what do you think? I think they'll probably do something like run a show in Omaha and have it headlined by Gasolum and Brunson or something like that. Like instead of building a name or having somebody knock off a, a fairly young contender, I, that's just the feeling I get. Gasolum kind of gets to go back to his like his legends tour even though that even though that he lost out on Bisping he got to beat or he lost out on Silva he he got to fight Bisping and he had beaten Vitor Belfort he beat Johnny Hendricks like he he had been through there and done that so if I were him I would like to face a a Luke Rockhold to kind of keep that former champions type of deal going like I, I that's the one I would angle for Romero Rockhold Jacare all don't have fights right now that's pretty as far as I remember, but man, that's that's pretty solid. That's that's a solid amount of, and you know that a couple of those guys are going to get booked up against each other because that's just the way the UFC does it at the tops of that division. So I'm excited to see uh, what emerges out of this fight because that was a hell of a performance by Gaslam. I wondered if closing the distance would be an issue. It was not an issue at all. He got in there. He he slugged Michael Bisping, knocked him cold, like. It's just really impressive to me when something like that happens. And I know a lot of people will think, oh, wow, the decline of Michael Bisping came really quickly. Like, man, he took this fight on such short notice. And such, after such a war with, with George St. Pierre at that, and it, w- it was his time. And it, it does – what it does to me is it does put his reign into question a little bit, that, that title reign that he had when you get strangled by a guy who hadn't fought in four years as good as he may be. And then you get knocked out by the number nine guy with with relative ease. I'll say that, relative ease. Does that make you wonder? Does that reinforce that thing where it's like, well, was he really the champion? 
Yeah, you know what? It's it's always going to be around Bisping's career. I mean, you and I talked about it from day one, the shocking revelation that he be, he was the middleweight champion, uh, defeating Luke Rockhold, and rightfully so, because the guy did what he had to do. He took that fight on short notice and became the world champion. Uh, and then the fact is he only defended it once or twice, once to Dan Henderson, because it was the, you know, hey, UFC, I just did you a solid. Why don't you do me a solid uh, and give me, let, let, let me, re- you know, avenge that Dan Henderson fight. He was able to do it. He did it fantastic but then there was that long lull and not really his fault per se although he was injured there was the whole situation with George St. Pierre they were supposed to fight last December it didn't happen they did the press conference I think it was March or May that fight didn't happen at the right time and then they just did it uh, in November so there's always that little bit of an asterisk uh, next to, to Michael Bisping's reign uh, as the middleweight champion I I I, I understand it. I get it. Uh, I think rightfully so. He was the champion. He deserves to be called the champion, although his era was kind of strange. Um, but like you said, gets knocked out by the number nine guy. Um, oh, the other person I was mentioning, that John Anik mentioned, excuse me. Uh, so you had Dan Hardy mention Leota Machida would be a fantastic fight. That's the one he's trying to campaign for. And uh, John Anik said, well, listen, uh, Michael Bisping told me that he would like to have uh, his revenge fight, final fight versus Vitor Belfort uh, in yeah. England. So. Those are those are two options for for Bisping. We get to that in a second. But in terms of his reign, I, I, you're bang on. It's not it's not you, Sean. It's not me. It's it's the overall sentiment uh, in the mixed martial arts world for from fans, pundits, media, people in general that Bisping's reign as middleweight champion is just kind of this weird, almost blip uh, in the linear title and just how it you know has unfolded over the years. And also, let's talk about how in maybe five months, six months, this. Middleweight division, you look up and down the rankings, it's going to be gutted, and a lot of names are going to be out of there. Who knows what GSP wants to do? He says he's going to take a little vacation, decide what he wants to do. Maybe he just decides to hang him up. Michael Bisping has straight up said, after March, I'm hanging him up. Uh, Number eight, Anderson Silva. He's probably going to be pulled from the rankings pretty soon because of a USADA uh, violation. You have Vitor Belfort, number 12. He's, at the very least, planning on leaving the UFC, uh, Leota Machida shouldn't be in those rankings and will likely retire in 2018 at some point. That's four or five big names that may or may not just be there or that have been there for a long time. Not not necessarily in that division, but at light heavyweight and, and welterweight and things like that. So you're going to have new names. Paulo Costa is already ranked, but you're going to have the Tiago Santos and like uh, Elias. Elias and Ramazan Emiv and Brad Tavares kind of emerged there. Uh, Tim Boach will always hang around. So, like you get, you think about Tim Boach and you're like, yeah, he's lost three in a row. Oh no, he's he's won three of his last four, so he's going to be around for at least two or three more years because that man ain't ever retiring. They they're going to have to wheel him out like before he retires. Uh, Shoeface is one that I'm watching out for. Antonio Carlos Jr. I can't believe he's not ranked yet. I love that guy. He is oh, one. If, he, if he's not ranked by, oh, that, that's a joke that he's not yeah. ranked. It's ridiculous. He should he should be ranked. I love watching him fight. He's a young dude, but uh, I think that those are some of the names we're going to see kind of slide in there and and emerge. By the way, quick plug. So during Thanksgiving week and Thanksgiving weekend, a lot of websites kind of just a lull on content and don't do anything. Not us. We had the MMA industry podcast. I listened to it the other day. Uh, yourself, James Lynch. What was that experience like for you? 
Well, that was super fun. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Um, a good hour. He's just asking me fantastic questions in terms of how I got started in MMA. Uh, obviously, couldn't get into everything. Uh, but it was a great conversation. Got some pretty good feedback off of those that tuned in. Uh, you can obviously check it out on the Fightful website and Fightful Pods. But uh, it was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. I mean, I've known James for quite some time, so it was good. I always put over that podcast. Anybody who is curious about the behind the scenes of MMA, uh, check that out. He's talked to managers. He's talked to people covering big events that week. He's talked to Joe. He's talked to me. There are a lot of different angles. It's not like just one story. How I get in, what's it like when you are in? What's it like when you do this for a full time? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Living. Uh, the first week that I did it, we talked a lot about pro wrestling as well. That wasn't the only uh, show we did. I released a members-only show, Fightful Books It, on how I would make changes to the Royal Rumble. And tomorrow, we are releasing a From the Archives. I found a bunch of unlisted videos from filmings of Holy Smokes of Sean Pearson. Just talking trash. Just talking trash. <laughs> so all throughout the year, I've got one of Frank Trigg as well that we will put up whenever there's a lull in content. And hopefully sometime this weekend, Joe, I will be breaking down the best Black Friday fights. I'm waiting for that. Can't wait. Got to get them together. Got to get the right ones. I got to scout them. That's true. Yeah. Have you found any new ones lately? Well, I saw one like where for some reason this store set up all their TVs next to an escalator. Like man. What? Oh yeah. Or they set up all their TVs next to an escalator, and people were just grabbing them and being slid down. It was it was nuts. It was nuts. Do you want me to send you some more? I mean, I, I guess the uh, everyone in the live chat can yeah. answer this as well because you're all probably going to say yes, you crazy savages. But hit uh, me up. Do, do you guys want yeah. me to send Sean Ross Sapp anything that I come across when I see uh, some sort of fight on on social media and stuff like that, and have Sean break it down and just in, 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 as silly as they can? Po- there was one that I saw. I told you already about Sean, where it was three guys on one, thirty punches thrown. I was like, this is a Sean Ross Sapp breakdown right now. Oh, yeah. People love the NFL one. Like, I had friends that that don't watch my, my Fightful stuff. They tuned in and they watched that. So I'm, I'm going to 
give a little something to the world. We look to expand as always. Uh, by the way, guys, a programming note before we get into these last few fights for, for a few minutes. I had put up a poll that I had set to expire Tuesday, but you all have already kind of spoken. Instead of a show after, on Friday and Saturday, we're going to do one wrap-up after UFC 218 because, uh, yeah, right now the poll is at 85% for one show, and we do listen to our viewers. But James Lynch will be on the scene at UFC 218. He's going to have content, interviews, all kinds of stuff all week long in Detroit. It's, is it weird to you that the UFC runs is running two shows back-to-back nights but in different cities? Yeah. Uh, well, they've, they've done it before. They've done it they on, have, different part, but... yeah, on different parts of the, the, the continent or different parts of the globe. Uh, they've also, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I was thinking about this, because as I was searching for the Ultimate Fighter finale on my personal calendar, because uh, I subscribe to the UFC uh, iCalendar, uh, I'm I'm looking, looking, looking. And just I didn't see it anywhere. Then I saw the ad in in today's um, uh, broadcast that it's actually Friday, and then the pay per view is on Saturday. I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't see it. I didn't realize it was on the Friday. Uh, and then I thought to myself, was there a time when there were three shows back to back to back? I'm yeah, sure our I first week last year. Okay, so that was with 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 Fightful. I'm trying to think because when I was in Vegas one time, I remember doing. I, I think it may have been a WEC, an Ultimate Fighter finale, and a pay per view. I don't remember, uh, but I remember covering. It was just like we were exhausted when it was all said and done. So. Oh, the last last year, and this was just just on us. They had that break after June, and then we launched Fightful. And that week there was Dos Anjos versus Alvarez, where Alvarez won the championship, and you had Derek Lewis and Roy Nelson in that that fight, but then the next night was uh, Joanna defeating Claudia Gadelia. And that was the, the main, the big fight there. And you had Will Brooks. Uh, I think that was maybe his debut. I can't remember. And then you had UFC 200. Back to back to back nights. And then they came back. I think it was maybe five or six days later. Like it, it was like, or no, it was four days later. Because then the following Wednesday, Joe, they did that McDonald Lineker. Remember? Because they did that like just... Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna do a Wednesday show. Okay, thanks, man. We appreciate <laughs> it. Speaking of appreciating, and I'm pretty sure Zach Atow did not appreciate uh, what happened to him. He was he's facing free agency now, and he doesn't have the benefit of a Bellator to bounce off of. He's not that big of a name, and uh, he got he got beat up pretty bad, Joe. Yeah, I mentioned it in my fight in my uh, fun bets that you know, Jing Lang's no joke. This guy brings it, and, and as we saw, he brought it. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that quick. I thought it would le- at least go into the second round. But Jing Lang is is that you know, I, I I hate to say star, but perhaps in China he's he's really building it up very very well. I mean, you you could hear the crowd in that Komei event. I mean, it was crazy to see him jump the cage and run to his uh, to his girl and his daughter. Uh, his daughter was like, "What the hell is Daddy doing over here?" Uh, yeah, that was that was a cool moment, though. Yeah, cute little girl. Oh my gosh, she was so adorable. But and then he rushed back into the cage because the UFC does not like when fighters do that. I know emotions get the best of them, but um, Zach Atal. I mean, for for a moment there, I thought, did it, I mean, from the camera angle during the live shot, was it stopped too early? 
and the replay, you could see that Zach was like, no, 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 thank you. Thank you for stopping it. I got nothing. This guy's coming at me hard and powerful. And so, yeah, Lee Jing Lang uh, did a great job. And, in, 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 you know, I wouldn't say they were talking about it afterwards. Like I mentioned, uh, after the event was done, John and Dan were about, you know, what does this mean for a guy at, at 170 pounds in a division that is absolutely stacked? And I think Anik had the best, best answer. It's time for this guy to fight top 10, top 15 talent, see where he really stands uh, with the killers in this division. I completely agree. It is time. It's it's the spot for him to do it, and he he's got a good record. He's he's got some credibility behind him. He's won five of his last six. He's not like a lot of the guys that they've thrown in there inexperienced. He's ready to go. He's got three really good finishes over the past, like since last July, since we launched last year. Uh, that international fight week knockout. He had that one uh, against Bobby Nash, ironically, who got knocked out in fifteen seconds tonight. Uh, in January on Fox, and then he got the one tonight. That was, and he got two bonuses back to back. Even the fight that wasn't a finish, the one against Camacho. By the way, Camacho is a guy I just look forward to watching fight now because he always puts on great fights. But uh, so you go from two knockouts to a fight of the night to a performance of the night. That, that's a nice little track record to have there. But put him put him up against a top fifteen guy and have it as a co-main event or a main event in China. Let it let it roll. You could definitely headline it. I mean, that, that was the, that was a part of the conversation they were mentioning. Uh, and, and, you know, you and I talked about it off the top. This guy can headline a show. The next time the UFC does have an event uh, in mainland China or in the region, uh, I would I would focus on mainland China uh, mm-hmm. if it's going to be Jing Lang, but he can definitely headline the show, but it's got to be against the name that the international audience knows if they want to get any sort of viewership uh, from an international audience. Um, I'm, I'm trying my best to pay very close attention uh, to how 1FC does their things out there uh, in Asia because they're obviously the dominant promoter, dominant promotion yeah. out there, but the UFC is just, you know, they've opened the door put their foot down, we're here. So we'll see what we're here really means when potentially they're only going to have maybe one, two events there a year, Sean, whereas 1FC has all their events there. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 something that you got to look out for for UFC in China because I, it's tough to break into China. Shane McMahon tried to do it with like video on demand and he failed. He failed and it couldn't work. And if, if it's something that, that maybe that, if they're not trusting or, or they're just not used to, it might not work. But there was a lot of good on this show. There was a lot of good finishes on this show, which I didn't necessarily expect. I don't know what I expected from this show. I guess I should go into that not not like maybe not outwardly expressing that, oh, this is going to be a bad show. It wasn't a newsworthy show per se. Like you, you didn't have a lot of like a lot of guys on there that you could look at and say, oh, that's a future champion. That's a future contender or anything like that. But um, Shaman Marias got dominated by Zabit, and he has he is smothering people. Uh, Song Keenan defeated Bobby Nash TKO fifteen seconds right after a low blow pop right in the face. You had uh, Shamil Abdurakimov defeat Chase Sherman, a guy that looked like he was on the come up in Chase, yep. uh, Chase Sherman. At least as, as it pertains to social media, knocked him out with the quickness as well. Was there anything else on this show that like really stood out to you? Yeah, absolutely. The judging uh, in the Wang Guan Alice Caceres fight. Yeah, that too. That was weird. I didn't think Caceres won that one. Well, 
Wang Guan gets a split decision. Two judges had it 29-28 uh, for Wang Guan. One judge had it 29-28 for Alex Caceres. I saw nobody uh, give it to Caceres. Nobody but that judge. Uh, how does one – all three judges gave a round to Alex Caceres. Yeah. What round? This fight, and I'm like, what round did Alex Caceres win? Man, because I love – he got, I love that, watching that Alex Caceres fight, dude. I do, but he did not win. That he did not. Man, that's that's mind boggling. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't win one round at all. But all three judges eventually gave him one round, and one judge gave him two rounds. I don't know what fight you're watching because that first round was a ten-eight round, hands down for Wang Guan. No ifs, ands, or buts because that fight could have been stopped. Boom, ten-eight round. The next two rounds, you could make the argument that they were ten-nine, but they were all Wang Guan. So. I don't know. Uh, I, I just I, I I tweeted it out. If you if anyone has a copy of the scorecards, uh, any of the media out there have a copy of the scorecards uh, that were there that were ha- emailed out because the UFC generally emails them out uh, to the media that are in attendance or that are credentialed for an event. And I said, if anyone has it, please tag me. Uh, please let me take a look because I want to discuss it on this podcast. But that that was just absolutely crazy. But I will uh, just on, on, on a separate topic. Um, I, I absolutely love Dan Hardy, man. That guy there in that fight there had me li- not literally figuratively peeing my pants because every That's time great. they mentioned every time they mentioned Wang Guan, he says we're not trying to talk patois here, obviously which is Jamaican, uh, and then the amount of cup shots that he received and he kept saying how the cup you know he he basically got a bang for his buck for his cup. I'm like that just you know what morning coffee Dan Hardy, great 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 just absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily like these early early morning cards, but I do love afternoon shows it's nice to have my evening a little open i mean we've got carlos doing live boxing coverage tonight we've got james lynch heading over to to detroit to cover that show this week like we've got a ton of stuff on fightful right now we have exclusives with misha Serkinov. we have uh, mma pros picks that are up right now where they picked alistair Overeem versus francis Ngannou. tomorrow you'll see uh probably tomorrow or monday you'll see a bunch of fighters picking uh, the main event fight between Max Holloway and Jose Aldo. We just have a ton of interviews over at uh, Fightful.com and FightfulMMA.com. Exclusives all over the place. Usually I like to, I even like to limit them a little bit, and I can't. I had to just unleash like five or six over over a day or two because we, we, we had so many. We, we didn't have enough time, Joe. We didn't have enough time. That's what happens when a site starts growing. And we're growing, and we're growing. Exclusives are coming in left, right, and center. So, Man, as I look up there right now, it's like Misha Serkinov, Kenny Dykstra, Hangman Page at the Bullet Club, podcast, live coverage. There were sites that didn't do live coverage this morning. David Tease did it. David Tease did it. But, uh, guys, make sure you all follow us at Fightful Online. Head over to Fightful.com. Use those forums. We're going to be doing contests all the time. There's a thread up there right now asking if Michael Bisping should retire. Go over there and chime in. It's absolutely free, and you get access to a lot of cool stuff that you don't get access to if you're not registered. You can follow Joe at Showdown Joe, myself at Sean Rossap. Joe, you got anything else? That's about it. That's about it. Uh, I may give a call to uh, Frank Trigg. I want him to join me uh, on Tuesday to talk about the judging of what happened here. Uh, I just got to find out what city he's in because he could be in L.A. He could be uh, in Shanghai. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I had- I had no idea I had that many friends in China that were all messaging me saying, hey, you coming to cover the China show? I'm like, what? 
If there was a show in Toronto, maybe, but I'm not coming out to Shanghai. I, I, I have friends that live and teach English uh, in China. I had no idea. I'm like, cool. I haven't talked to you in a while. So we'll try to get a hold of Trig um, because Sean Ross Sapp kind of triggered something in me about trash talking that Pearson does. I, I, Frank Trigg's been holding back a lot of his trash talk that he's uh, notorious for doing in early in his mixed martial arts career. I'm going to see if I can push some buttons with Frank on Tuesday. So, Well, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, I know this is a, an abbreviated show. We're back next Saturday. You all have spoken. Instead of a show Friday and Saturday, we're doing one Saturday. Maybe a little longer than usual, but we're going to pack up, pack in all that. Tough 26 finale Friday, guys. Join our live discussion. A new champion will be crowned Saturday night. You got a featherweight championship fight and a big heavyweight fight. I'm talking big this ufc 218 show is going to be really really good also that night i'm going to try to squeeze in and check out that that julia bud versus uh blin cow fight that that rematch is happening that night as well so maybe we'll talk about that as well but you got a lot to look forward to next weekend guys uh the the main event of the tough 26 finale which i i just think it would be a great story to see Roxanne Modafferi end up there. But Saturday, Alvarez Gaethje, Torres versus Watterson, Cejudo versus Pettis, Ngannou, Overeem, Holloway, Aldo, and that doesn't even – like a bunch of other fights on the, on the prelims, like people that we've interviewed, like Courtney Casey, Amanda Cooper, uh, Drakkar Close, uh, all over the show. So make sure you all tune in. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.